Hello listeners, welcome back to another episode of The Infocast with myself, Keon, and my co-host, Mark. Uh, in today's podcast episode, we have Joel Neal, uh, recently uh, elected member of the board here at the Land Football Club, where we talk everything from his new role at the club, upcoming fixtures, recent fixtures, uh, and player of the month shouts. Uh, hopefully, uh, it'll be a good podcast, and you hope we'll all enjoy it. So, Joel, just want to welcome you on to the Invercast. How's it feel? Hello, boys. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fantastic. It's been a it's been a whirlwind first couple of months so far of kind of uh, being involved in, in the the background of the club, uh, and this is another kind of thing to tick off. I've I've listened to you so far and been really impressed with what I've heard, and you bring out a lot of kind of the personality of the players, and it's, I think this is a, a great vehicle for kind of uh, that a behind the scenes glimpse of the club. I think that's something that the media team does so well. So very happy to join you. Thanks good, for the invite. Great to have one of our fans on. Is this like a team, <laughs> team come true for you? What do you mean one of your fans? <laughs> It's great to have your fan on today. No, I don't mean that. It's been a fantastic job so far, and uh, I listened to the the Fudzer one, uh, which was the last episode, I think. Yeah. Uh, it was it was great, really entertaining. So happy to be with you. Yeah, you're not speaking of the Fudzer. You're now the second person we, Mark, have sat down in person with, yeah. just oh, circumstances, man. and you're actually also the first non-playing staff slash coaching staff. How, how, how can it crash and burn so fast? <laughs> how can it crash and burn so fast after having such great guests? And then it's like, well, nobody else is available. These are let's, all positive <laughs> let's let's get this guy <laughs> to add a list of your achievements. So just to start off, I know because last time me and Mark actually recorded one of the podcast, you weren't even announced as born on the board of directors. Yeah, so right. a lot you can say has changed since then so how did that opportunity come about yeah i mean i I guess uh, a brief bit of background uh, without you know boring you to tears i mean i i grew up with the football club uh lauren was really i would say my my first footballing love and and sort of remains my main one um you know i i I came about uh, the club through a friend who now lives in the states uh, colin muir um out in washington now i joined sort of the the rank and file on the terraces in about 2002 i guess it was the the year Lauren made the CIS Cup final uh, and, and lost to Cliftonville on penalties, which was agonising. And for some reason, that that feeling of total heartbreak in unison with the rest of the town kept me coming back. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it sort of uh, began there uh, and, and always kind of uh, stayed with the club. Even, you know, I moved to Belfast to, to pursue a bit of work in, in 2010. And uh, I guess I fell away from attending week in, week out around that time, but always would have kept an eye on the social media, always would have came for a big game or a cup game or, um, or whatever else and, and sort of, uh, I guess when, when Tiernan was announced and, and the sort of whole academy role initially was announced, even pre-Kenny, that, that pricked my interest again and I wanted to come back and, and see what was going on and how the club was changing. Um, it sort of then led into to Mr. Bruce's ownership and I think that uh, that got a lot of attention even from outside of the town. Uh, and, and I guess parallel to that then, you know, the, the, the love of the club was always there. I uh, followed them since a very, very young age, but um, I, I live just behind the SSE Arena in Belfast and, and I'd, I'd find my way. I'm a giant season ticket holder and have been probably for about 10 years now. And the last couple of years, find myself working on the media side of things there yep. uh, with the, the Giants podcast and with their, their webcasts and, and anything and everything really, a bit of writing and stuff. And uh, I think maybe, uh, I, I don't know who exactly, maybe Andy Scullion or, or the chairman or, or Niles saw that sort of the, the things I was doing for another club and and spied an opportunity to rope me in and I, I guess long story short here I am yeah so you're just on the board so in the short how would you describe your time on the board so far <laughs> it's uh extraordinary so far I mean you have to split this into two you know we're, we're all going through something that, that we never in our wildest dreams could have imagined yeah. right now it's it's uh the the challenges are extraordinary the circumstances are extraordinary but the the work being done 
from top to bottom in this club is also just extraordinary and that's from the owner through the board uh, through the media volunteers through yourselves the, the media output and then onto the playing side as well you know it's uh, it's testament to to the club and, and how it can pull in the same direction that, that we're uh, on the pitch and off the pitch in terms of the branding and the output in terms of success with the club uh, that, that we're continuing to be resilient uh, in a year that uh, that nobody could have foreseen so I guess with, with that as the context um, it's been probably more challenging than it would have been any other time uh, but to, to sort of uh, to get that kind of glimpse behind the scenes for the first time after spending so many years on the terraces uh, it's been just unbelievable I can't believe the amount of work that goes on at this club you know where at any given day you roll into Inver you know a lot of people see it on a Saturday afternoon and that's it you think you know yeah. first team goes out and plays uh, and that's it everybody goes home and, and we can't wait till next week <laughs> this is a living breathing animal like this is unbelievable uh, right up through the academy the women's side of things and, and as I've mentioned the media output the amount of work that the board does the amount of work that the, the, the general manager Niall does uh it's just unbelievable to, to have the lid lifted on just how big Lauren Football Club is yeah, and the yeah. plan for yeah. it in the future and how big it, it can still become. Um, it's, it's been unbelievable. Yeah, because we're here today during the week and there's people around that are still training, going on youth training. Yeah. Every, day, club exactly, still yeah. Every day, yeah. And, and I think a lot of fans, you know, maybe don't maybe fully appreciate that, mm -hmm. just, just how much work the club do uh, day in and day out. And that's before we even talk about the community side of things, like the, the amount of work that's done in the community. And you saw that through the lockdown, you know, players delivering meals. My, my own grandfather, uh, Trevor, who's a, a season ticket holder and, and uh, sits down in the main stand there. You know, he got a visit from a couple of the boys with, with kind of a food parcel. Yeah. I think it was Lynn Kernahan put all that together and did a lot of the work for it. Um, just unbelievable. And, and I think we have a job to do, uh, both as a board and as a, as a media team, to communicate that. You know, I, I think uh, telling the story of, of the whole ecosystem of the club is, is one of the most important things for the, for the years to come. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, I think, especially with all these circumstances that no one could have predicted, I felt. Well, I, f I think that during that lockdown period, the media team felt that and felt the need to, you know, bring back, give back the fans Very when they couldn't so. even watch the football. So I think really they've just carried on from strength to strength. Now that the season actually back and we have a bit of fans back in to normality. Yeah, look, it's uh, it's still not ideal. It's uh, it's a real shame that, that we're having, you know, these these big moments and big nights and, and we're, we're so successful so early on. That, that's not a real shame. That's awesome. But <laughs> the fact that we can't share it with everybody and, and people are missing out and whatever else. But I think there's a... Never before, I think, have I felt such a sense of community. I think there's a, a great understanding that the club are doing everything that they can and they're trying to accommodate everybody that they can uh, and, and the situation just is what it is. Um, there's a lot more still to do. We're, we're not out of the weeds yet. Like We're, yeah, yeah, we're still battling so. and fighting, yeah. but but I couldn't agree more. I think the, the, the media output and, and the dedication to that, uh, the, the not, not even just the stream, but uh, the sort of... the Every, every Monday, I get a, an email from, from Chris Little with a, a social media schedule on it and it yeah. blows my mind every single week the amount of work that goes on here from volunteers who have lives and who have jobs and who have school yeah. mm -hmm. it's just it's unbelievable and, and f to me it's for the love of the club and for the love of the, the wider community and to be honest that's the reason I'm here you know I, I, you said how did I end up here um, the, the the motivating factor for me working with the Belfast Giants was big fan of, of North American sport first of all love yeah. contact sport always have really really good fun and um, but also the the community work that the Belfast Giants does and has done the, the social intervention that they have in, in the community of, of Belfast and even wider you know it's uh, a lot of people talk about the the Giants being you know that kind of bringing together the orange and green you know the reason that the club was made in, in 2000 it's so much more than that people leave yeah. a multitude of their issues at the door whenever they arrive at that club um, and, and I saw that 
beginning to happen uh, and accelerate very fast when, when Mr. Bruce took over. Um, and to see that in my own community and my own town and where I came from, I leapt at the chance to get involved. I think yeah. that's the most important thing that this club has done. On-pitch success, phenomenal. But as we see this year without the fans, yeah. it's it's barely, you know, there's, there's no yeah. point in a football yeah. club without its community and without its fans. So to see us really digging our teeth into that community aspect and rallying around the community and uh, goodness knows it needs it. Even looking at the, the news this week of, of obviously the factory and stuff um yeah. you know that's uh, i guess it's, it's important to say it's really the, the main reason why i've made the jump from the terraces into into anything and everything in the back room you know yeah yeah we've said it on tour times how much of a community club this is and it's really like reflected in at least we have some fans in but it still doesn't scratch the surface of how it should be no it, that's it but uh, I, I think you guys will agree like uh, you know it was the longest pre-season of all time oh, yes. yeah. pre-season yeah. felt like a season it yeah. was yeah. nuts and, and as much as i was so grateful to see live football again you know after after that first lockdown and whatever else i really didn't feel that that proper you know the inver roar uh, uh, until the crusaders game that that, yeah, that yeah. four nil yeah, win was, was the first time i heard this place really come to life yeah. and even even with a smaller crowd, I think a couple of times this season, uh, a crowd of four to six hundred has sounded like many thousands. Mm, yeah. That cruise night, the Balamina game. That's why I noticed the yeah. BBC when they put out the, the two goals that Damien did. You, you wouldn't have noticed no, no, that there was so like only four hundred. Unbelievable. Yeah. We were over on the other side, obviously on the on the gantry over on the riverside, and to have that just coming right at you yeah, was yeah, just, yeah. it was yeah. thunderous yeah. and that's only four or five hundred people whatever it was and that shows uh, that the passion for this club I think remains regardless of what's going on right now yeah, yeah the Crusaders night was definitely special like, I watched it on TV like 4-0 just Ronan Hale was a brilliant goal just everything was perfect that night it's got the real buzz it, it just all to came together yeah. it's it's probably I would say the most complete 90 minutes of football uh-huh. that Lauren have played in this new era mm-hmm. uh, we, we were just utterly dominant uh-huh. I don't know how much the, the crews maybe not being on their game that night fed into it but we just did not let up you know the, the style of football that's being developed here lends to whenever it is your night and whenever it's going it's going right mm-hmm. teams are just completely smothered whether they're on the ball or off yeah. it and, and you saw that you know Lauren just completely dominant yeah. yeah, I think that will actually a good segue onto that because I know I wanted just before we touch upon the fixtures and the results, Joel, uh, you're, you said there about working with the Belfast Giants and the your role you had there. How does your role here down the line differ from what you were doing up with the Belfast Giants? Yeah, I mean, Irish League football and, and sort of uh, pro hockey, uh, very, very different worlds, uh, very different cultures uh, and, and sort of the, the roles again are, are very different. You know, the, uh, at, at, I'm always going to love the Belfast Giants. It's uh, it's been a team that, that have meant a great deal to me and my family for a long time now. Um, but the the work there is uh, a little bit more on the outside. You know, it's uh, it's it's contributing to the media. It's writing game reports. It's post match interviews. It's the the official podcast. Um, which is an extraordinary podcast. You know, it's existed for 15 years. Uh, yeah. and it must be one of the oldest in sports. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you talk about being ahead of the curve. Uh, to have the opportunity to come on to that and to learn a bit more about the media side of things has been amazing. But there's something... Uh, beyond special about it being for your hometown and for your club yeah, yeah. and the club that you grew up with um, it's also a bit more varied you know I, I wasn't brought onto the board for media purposes by any stretch yeah. but you know it so happens that this year has led to those being a necessity you know so yeah. um, jumping on the commentary all that kind of stuff but I've, I guess in, in this couple of months so far I've done everything from beeping tickets into the main stand to you know sitting here on the podcast to doing commentary to looking after guests that are in the, the corporate or sorry the director's box um, it's it's definitely more varied. Uh, the challenges are, are much greater than anything that I've experienced because of 
the way the world is right now. Yeah. Um, but it's it's my hometown and it's it's my family and my friends, people I went to school with in yeah. the stands, and uh, that's something incredibly special that I've I've never experienced before. Yeah, I think you t- you touched on upon there, great Joe. But I think I agree with you more than ever because. Look, we do, me and Mark here sit and do the podcast and we only contribute so much to the media yeah. team. But here's me who also works on the 89 Social mm-hmm. Club. I do the podcast. I've also helped film videos of players. I hosted yeah. the quiz yeah. over the lockdown. I actually did for the Linfield game there last week. I had the, I was a steward and also did the turnstiles <laughs> maybe last season or two seasons ago. So yeah. to say versatility is it's not an a, understatement that, that's, but that's that's the what we're trying to say here like it's it's everybody not questioning it it's just whatever needs done to get yeah. us through this right now everybody's yeah. more than yeah. happy to do because they see the direction the club's going in and 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 sort of the the potential for the years mm-hmm. to come yeah, yeah. And, and i mean i'm not special i'm just doing what's yeah. asked of me i'm doing yeah. it with a smile on my face there are so many people around here you guys included whatever else mucking in doing their part and there's so much work that goes unsung yeah. you know i get to sit here with a microphone and talk about it you know there's there's guys like gary that walks around sterilising hand railings yeah. during a game and uh, Niall Cornine never stands still I've never oh, seen no. the man stand still yeah. the amount of work that goes on from volunteers from supporters from everything you know that that, that aren't sung you don't get to, to talk about it um, it's the reason that the club is going where it's going if you ask me it's the, it's the community involvement and the, the buy-in yeah, yeah 100%, 100%. Yeah. one morning Andy Scullion just messaged me about the programme says it would do on right for the programmes I never thought about it I'm a bit nervous but I just try it and now I love it like you just yeah. you get thrown a challenge you just have to move with it yeah the <laughs> first time the first game competitive game that I was on the board for uh, I was a bit of a uh, a bit of a lost boy I was kind of walking around <laughs> going can I can I do anything here <laughs> yeah, Ian Cahoon uh, club chaplain media everything walked past me and I was like Ian uh, can I do anything to help I feel like I haven't got a job he's like Joel if you stand still long enough you'll get a job <laughs> and now I look back on that week and thought oh man it'd be lovely to just sit and watch a game <laughs> literally that's because that's why I feel sometimes with all this extra uh work that we like volunteers and stuff do there is i guess a stage where you actually sometimes may wish just to be able to yeah. sit down and watch a match because i know for me and yourself joel yeah. I, even you too mark when you're yeah. down here yeah. our role is on a saturday and much different to what we would have probably thought a few very years much. ago mm-hmm. very much yeah it's uh i do miss it you know it was uh it was lovely to, to have something you know it, i guess it, it kept me and my brothers together me and, me and my two brothers are, are all big Lauren men uh, we're, we're all big sports fans and uh, we all kind of have very different lives now you know my, my middle brother is, is working away and has a family my youngest brother is uh, tra- making that transition from school into university and I'm up in Belfast so it was always class to be able to set a Saturday aside to come down to the you know down to Lauren have a drink watch the game whatever else not the youngest brother obviously he's already 18 <laughs> uh, but uh, he had a drink of coke and, uh, uh, and to go and watch the game that was really special you know just stand on the terraces with no pressure and whatever else but um yeah, you can't underestimate that that we are in a position of privilege here. You know, yeah, to, to be given yeah. this access mm-hmm. and to be given the opportunity to do what we do is is a massive position of privilege, and it's also a responsibility. Yeah, you know, this club isn't ours; it doesn't belong to anybody. It belongs to the town as a whole, and I think Mr. Bruce would would agree with that. Yeah. You know, it's uh, he he talks about us being the guardians of the club, uh, and and his ethos and his mentality in, in that regard is, is really what attracted me to this. Um, he is such a community first person, uh, and and he says that there's you know a massive responsibility in us kind of being. And the guardians and making sure that we get through kind of this era because it will yeah. be for the generations ahead of us it doesn't belong to any one era you know yeah. um, I just find that very special yeah this club it's not just about the results on a Saturday it's about the area and the town and the investment exactly. and, the, and even like the, the B-Tech they're giving opportunities to yeah. the young people of the area as well so it's great to see the opportunities man honestly I, I, I see I, I already see it uh, you know I um, 
I've talked before about uh, I went to school in the town and uh, and I was a Lauren fan through my, my very early teens uh, and back then uh, you know the early 2000s whatever else uh, the majority of people were, were fans of Premier League football you know guys yeah, guys yeah, at school yeah. would wear Man United Never you know the big four at the time whatever um, not the big four anymore but uh, <laughs> they, uh, for me watching uh, watching Lauren wearing Lauren gear I get teased a bits uh, for being a Lauren fan at school you know yeah. and that's your hometown team yeah. I come down now you know from Belfast to visit family or, or whatever else and there is Lauren merchandise on every street. That's Everybody's wearing yeah. shirts and jackets and hats. I'm like, this is dream stuff. Absolutely yeah. dream stuff. I would have yeah. I would have given anything for it whenever I was a kid. So how awesome is it for, for these younger generations now to have a hometown team and, and be really proud of it and, and sort of have that feeling that we're, we're going somewhere and we're pulling together. Uh, there, there's yeah. a real sense of pride that, that I don't think was maybe why as widespread as before? Oh, well, that, that's not surprising. I don't even think it was in the town a few years ago. No, no, no. no I, I would agree. But I know, like I can say, like I went to school in Ballymena, and I know going to a, t- a town outside of Lorne, and they're like, "Why did you come here?" Not really because it was in particular reason, just like the school or whatever. Yeah. I would always say, "Get not taste, but like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." And yeah. that kind of. Yeah. Thing. But I think that perception and this has just completely changed 100 yeah uh, it's, it's unbelievable uh, i don't think i ever could have seen it happening you know it's uh, uh whenever whenever the whole takeover happened and whatever else i still pinch myself like it's, it's like dream street um but uh, even after the takeover and stuff had happened i never thought that the the, the town and the community would buy into the extent that it has yeah. the, even the demographic on the terraces if i look back to whenever i was a kid you know uh, there, there are families here now there's a much bigger uh female demographic coming to games and there's there's kind of moms and dads bringing kids and there's uh, grandchildren standing with grandfathers and grandmothers that's just awesome it's yeah. open to everybody mm-hmm. and, and I think that's again one of the most important things that ties into that kind of whole community community aspect it's it's a place to belong for people and a place to be proud of just unbelievable yeah. I, I know for, for me speaking for myself I didn't see it because I actually to be honest with you I think two years ago so I was at working full time at PWC I don't work anymore I'm not a full time student but I remember, because this is when the takeover kind of happened, and I stopped playing for Lauren like this, the year before, or, or maybe two years before that happened. So I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't get, I heard the takeover news and I seen it happen, but I didn't really get it. I was like, why Lauren? Like, why us? I didn't understand, I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's easy It's easy to laugh at that now, but looking back yeah, then, yeah, it's, it's so theory, understandable. The inferiority complex of it. <laughs> <laughs> why us, exactly? exactly. Well, you, you used to seen it on the TV for clubs, in England, yeah. like, right, okay, I get a foreign investment, they want the money, they say that what a big thing the Premier League is and they want to buy into it, but I just didn't get it. Why the IRC? Why the? So then, when the, when I got the job working behind the bar, it, I just seen it, I, I got it, I understood it, and then when I met Kenny, just not in the way like you and me, and just like in passing. Or of course, yeah. Because yeah. my uncle works quite closely with him uh, mm. from the club, and I, I just I got it, like, I understood why, and then even just working behind the bar, I just seen, like, the sense of community we were building, whether that be families, the younger generation, the older generation coming back. Correct. The club. And now you, you look at me, I'm doing this. Yeah. Standing around long yeah. enough, you get a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep showing up. Yeah. yeah. When I arrived here in the Park, I was, first, I was impressed of all, first of all, by the amazing facilities. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, Big fan of the facilities. Yeah, but like, I've heard all the Lauren stuff. And then when I arrived at Lauren, I was like, I don't really get it. I arrived and thought this looks really nice. You know, all the stuff I'd heard and I seen Denver Park and how impressive it was. I was like, I kind of, was like where, I don't know understand where it's coming from yeah so I'm just I obviously understand I 
how Ember Park wasn't always maybe you can say better how it wasn't always like this with the big no stuff. definitely no. wasn't <laughs> it's a it's a story told many many times but in the in the era of uh, Big Sam McCready who was a gentleman uh, he, he was he was the chair whenever I was a kid um, and, and it, there may be learned historians listening who will correct mm. me here and this may have been altered by the mists of time but uh, it was a real big freeze winter uh, and this was when, when we had the old grass pitch which mm. wasn't exactly mm. level mm. and didn't exactly have a great deal of grass on it as we looked to photos of it just over Mark's shoulder there um, but this was during a big big freezing winter and uh, every Irish league fixture w- was on the chopping block this Saturday morning uh, and Big Sam rallied all the old boys of Larne uh, to arrive down at Inver with their kettles and they uh, they spent the morning pouring boiling water over the grass to get that pitch playable uh, and the, it was probably the only match in Ireland all <laughs> Ireland that went ahead that day um, but that was the reality of, of those good old days you know it's uh, that's it's proper that, Irish league behaviour oh, that's proper is. Irish league yeah. behaviour you, yeah. you wouldn't get that anywhere else no. um, but but I you know you see that same spirit you know those people that, that were there in the leaner years I've always said they're the ones that deserve this the most yeah. see the people that were down uh, on their own time painting fences and, and doing maintenance and pouring kettles over a frozen pitch <laughs> yeah. you know those guys yeah. who were there whenever it wasn't as glamorous and wasn't as cool and, and all that kind of stuff yeah. those are the guys and, and girls and whoever else that, that deserve the success of right now you know we should never forget yeah. the, the the sort of those people carrying us through the, the leaner years yeah. of the club yeah. you can't yeah. look back at that and say it was now because without that we needed that to get here you, I think it's it, awesome yeah, I think it it's is. awesome I'd much rather yeah. be following a club that is pouring boiling water on a frozen <laughs> pitch than watching the Premier League on, on foot on TV, but that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> I think, and especially you said there, if it wasn't for the volunteers before, you know, Kenny and that came in, I think everyone in this room understands their place and all this. Look, that we understand the privilege and the position we're in and we appreciate it, but like without them, we understand how much you could say more of an important role they had because they were keeping the club very much alive. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Back when there wasn't much incentive to be doing it, you know, mm-hmm. the, the club, I think it's probably fair to say the club came close to, to winding up and closing yeah. the doors more than a few times and, and those guys were the ones that just never took no for an answer and rolled their sleeves up and, and put the work in and it wasn't the glamorous thing to do back then and they didn't get thanked for it and, and even down to just the supporters who were even even down to a few years ago, five, six years ago, jumping on a, min- a mini bus to Dergview on a Tuesday night, yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Those kinds of guys, uh-huh. the Larn Hardcore, as as they are known, yeah. they are the ones to me that that deserve to reap the benefits and deserve to not be forgotten for being the ones that were here before we had the the fantastic opportunities that we have now. Yeah, hundred percent. I think remember Chris Little from Market and saying that he was at a relegation battle with Carrick. Oh, yeah. yeah, so like he's, well, he was, I think he's quite proud of he's been following on this. He's got journey. his stripes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it hardens you. Yeah, it's, it uh, it's definitely character building. So. <laughs> <laughs> You talked there, uh, Joel, about your monthly roles like within the club now, can't we? So I think there's no better person to have on the podcast when we look we'll look at the recent fixtures here and see how actually Lauren have gone. But before I get into the fixtures, Joel, I have to ask the question: Who has been your favourite co-commentator? <laughs> and I know I do appreciate there's only been like a handful in there. <laughs> Absolutely, roll me under the bus here. Uh, it's a first of all I think it's it's a stroke of genius I think it's Ian Cahoon has been the, the driving force behind that uh, club media officer and uh, at asking different kind of uh, former players former coaches people who have been involved in the club and, and often both clubs that are playing that day to, to come down on co-coms and it's been awesome uh, even just as a, a, a maybe a unique selling point for the stream you know you get a different voice every week and you yeah. get somebody giving yeah. a whole different kind of angle I do um, you, know, I, you know I had John McKinstry in the first week who's like I, I remember John playing days I was, I was there you know in 
his last game and and some really famous moments and uh, to to have him sitting beside me was a real uh, it was it was a pinch me moment for me honestly you know he'd laugh at me for saying that but but he was like a, a hero to me growing up you know he's a he's a yeah. Lauren legend um, and and then you go to guys like David McAlinden who just does not care David just says what he wants you know uh, that no absolutely no filter and, and again again he'll not mind me saying that either um, uh, you know Chris Ramsey as well uh, fantastic character really really funny and, and well beloved by the boys um, and who am I missing Stuart King uh, yeah. who, who again was excellent uh, and you know a, a really really good read of the game um, I'm sorry I'm sorry to all of the boys uh, I, lo- I love you all dearly I've had a great time but I, I can't pass up my boy John McKinstry I, just, I, I can't I can't look, I can't look past that he was the first and he was the best. he was yeah once again the dream team will be back together yeah. I promise John <laughs> well, I, I think so, when, when you're on the camera I think that gives a bit of pressure for you as well having someone new beside you definitely every fixture yeah. as well definitely, yeah it's uh there's i guess there's i think it makes it more all the more special if you know it does yeah. i think it's a, it's an extra reason to watch you know and you never know who's coming up next or, mm-hmm. or whatever else uh and you know i i get bored listening to my own voice so it's nice to have somebody else to talk to and as much as i'm a fan and i have been a fan a long time you'll never read the game like someone who's played it especially yeah, ex- for that yeah. club mm-hmm. uh, and, and some of the insight and some of the things that they see that that i couldn't hope to see uh is just awesome to, to have that con context for for me being kind of a play-by-play guy you know just saying somebody to somebody yeah, to somebody yeah. shit scores hopefully um to, to have that read of the game is class and, and long may it continue i'm sure chris had quite a bit to say because yes. obviously he literally rambo recently departed yeah. yeah uh that's it i i still think that there is irish league football for chris ramsey i really do. Yeah, i think is. he's a i think he's a great guy great player he's got a great attitude uh he, the, the welcome that he got uh whenever we were walking along the back of the pitch you know the boys were all Everyone um, loves him. Banging the window, yeah. waving, and everybody was over to say hello to him at a social distance, very responsibly, obviously. But <laughs> well said. Um, I think that I think that he's got some time left in the game. I think he's yeah. still got some some great years ahead of him. He's uh, a he's a class act too, because I mind when I in lockdown I was hosting the the, the player quizzes, yeah. and he it, him and Johnny remember on the first one. And I can remember being pure nervous because I didn't know how to react. <laughs> it's different, me. So like me and Mark, and then there's Ben Tenley. So there's two of us, yeah. and there's Ben, but. It's me and then two other players. I didn't know how to, how to get on. Yeah. yeah, they don't know me. That's at it. All. Uh, you know, like Chris has obviously moved on. Uh, you know, it's uh, football's a business, and, and uh, I think you know he's he's probably understanding of, of the reasons whatever else and, yeah. uh, it's, it's not for us to say uh, you know Tiernan is, uh, is in charge and is doing a fantastic job and the results speak for themselves but I think even just the, not even just the players that have moved on and whatever else but the, the culture around the playing staff uh, is, is fantastic there's a really they are a really good bunch of boys everybody's very approachable everybody's very keyed into the sort of uh, the important community role that they have to play here um, you know some of the, the welcomes I've got from guys that I'd never had a chance to speak to before uh, I have to single out Connor Devlin it just a uh, one of the, the biggest gentlemen I've ever met. He's, he's yeah. an absolute sweetheart. Really, really lovely guy. Um, you know, it's, and it's lovely. You know, I, I think that's a culture that you have to grow. Uh, and, yeah. and it comes from the manager and, and the style of football and, and just the, the entire ethos of the club. It's it's brilliant. It's awesome. Yeah. And then, like, just to touch on Ramble, I don't want to make it too much of a trip <laughs> to him. But like you said, it's a thing that comes down from the manager. And yeah. I definitely felt that the second time when he was back on, he was like very welcome and he wasn't like her stranger or like he knew who he was yeah. That, yeah. that kind of thing and uh, when he left I actually sent him like just a, a good luck message because I felt hard to because of how we, yeah. like, we got on yeah. but so I don't want to make a yeah. trivia no, podcast I, but I, I, totally I, think, I think he's someone we actually would have liked to have had on the podcast like, yeah. yeah we talked about it actually. we still can former player <laughs> former commentator <laughs> <laughs> yeah shout out Rambo top boy yeah. I think that's a perfect segue <laughs> onto the we, we can look at the, the fixtures now that, oh yeah we were going to do that yeah <laughs> So I think the only place we can really start because I think we talked in depth about the pre-season yeah. and off like it's kind of is what it is yeah. like it's, but 
I think that was very much in the path now, especially with how we well we've started the season if you yeah. want. So of course the, the home game two 0 to Valley Town the I don't think there's much to say there. It's comfortable. It was, was uh, it big Albert? Did Albert score twice? No, he scored. Albert Watson scored two two goals in the first two games. Yeah, uh, he scored in the, against the Crews as well. Yeah, I've been calling him the Roberto Carlos of the Irish League. Yeah. Big offensive defender. Uh, I think I, you see Albert with a wee glint in his eye when there's corners and stuff. I think he fancies it. Love it. Loves a header. <laughs> I wonder if was, was he ever brief failures in the Golden Boot even for like <laughs> ten minutes or something. Unbelievable. That's uh, yeah. Albert's uh, a, a phenomenal uh, experienced head to have on, on that field. But no, you're right. I mean that the the Ballyclare game I think was was very very uh, it was very by the book I think we were comfortable um, yeah. when we strolled past them um, you know and as I said to you earlier the the first time when I heard the place come to life through an, an, a monumentally long preseason was that Crusaders game we, we yeah. absolutely picked a quality side apart yeah I, I was I was work, well I've, I can't really say I was working that I work all the home <laughs> games but that that like you said that night in particular there was like a, a a special atmosphere even yeah. despite the circumstances now I don't know whether like you can read too much into that because um, I do I, I do acknowledge and I do understand that the Crusaders team was very much changed team. Yes, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. That's fair. And, and look at them now. You know, in yeah. terms of a, a rapid climb up the league table. Yeah. Um, but but it's not to take away from just how uh, of total course. a performance we were on that night. It was just outstanding. Yeah, you can only be what's in front of you. Like exactly. you can't criticize the result. Oh, you can't criticize a win. Really. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, far be it from me. No, that was that was a fantastic mm-hmm. night. Uh, whenever uh, I think it was the. The third goal was scored in the second half. I was sitting beside, uh, again, socially distanced, uh, beside the chairman, Garth Clemens. I leaned over to him and said, Garth, honestly, I think that's the happiest I've been since March. Uh, <laughs> and as I said it, I realised I wasn't even joking. <laughs> he was yeah. like, I completely agree. I think it was that. You know, the town just had some something to finally just let it all out yeah. over. You know, it's yeah. uh, it's been a long, long few months. Yeah. I've then... There's some great goals actually scored in that game as well, mm-hmm. which leads on to the, the first league game against Dungannon, which is your, I know, it was your commentary debut. Yeah. I remember actually coming into the club, Mark. So, we, uh, we, I think, I can't remember what time frame it was, but I remember coming in and we like an hour or two beforehand getting everything set up for the bar. Uh, mind you, it was closed, but it was a tuk tuk out there. So, still had to work. And I mind you sitting in one of the booths, just like head down, like <laughs> in the zone. I don't know if you were typing notes of what you were doing, I but was, I was. Because like, I, I came in, I was like chatting to Danny, I was chatting to Chris, all the media boys, and I was going to say hi to Joe. Because that was, that was the first time I would have uh, actually face to face maybe yeah, but I was yeah, like yeah. you know what maybe not today <laughs> was a, I was a little stressed that day meticulous approaches this going through you know, I have to I have to give a shout out to my, my two brothers Josh and Alex who have been uh, they have essentially been my own personal researchers for, for the game so far you know they've gone off and done the digging and, and give me those kinds of snippets and, and player histories and how they're doing in the league so far I have to hand it to the boys uh, there's still a bit of work in bringing it all together for a match day and, and making sure that it's readable at pace you know being yeah. able to pick out uh, players That's that's a skill in itself to learn. It. And you can only do it, learn it on the job if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Uh, I don't know if you've seen them. He actually sells them as prints, but Clive Tildesley oh, yeah. does yeah, those, yeah. those yeah. prints of his, his actual I think, commentary. I think Scullion has one. That's right. Yeah, I've taken more than a little inspiration from just the layout and format <laughs> yeah. of that. Um, like play by play is, is a difficult, difficult task. And, and you know, I'm, I'm trying my very, very best. I don't pre- profess to be a, an expert or a master and nor am I looking for compliments. You know, it's a, it's a tough, tough gig. And, uh, and I'm just trying to, to come into a game with everything that I possibly can to try and sort of enhance the, the overall broadcast. Yeah, but yeah. Um, that's, yeah, sorry, back to the point. Uh, that was a tangent. That, that Swift's game, um, again, was a real mark of intent you know we, we were all on a high because uh, it was only what four or five four days after beating the cruise four nil in the, yeah. in the shield yeah um i 
to to get your your Premier League cam- your Premiership campaign off on, on that kind of note with a a three nil clean sheet uh, and again a dominant performance and, and for the stream to go well as well yeah. uh, I went home a very happy boy that evening. I'm, that I'm was sure. I, but I also think we can't not talk about that game if we don't talk about Fangate. The events oh, no, that, pers- no, no, no. that was before that. The Corey, Do you mind? Corey, can we can we get political in the podcast? Are we are we, are we allowed? <laughs> I don't know. Sad. I think, but it was mental because yeah. I know, in just in terms of like, I think we can talk about it in terms of preparation. Yeah. Like you, you like twelve hours before, I don't really think you knew you were commenting. No, that uh, again, I think that was a an absolute blinder that that the the media team and and the staff played to to pull that together and pull it off within a twenty four hour period, uh, to to the level and the quality that it was. You know, obviously that that evening before we all watched Twitter with our jaws hanging it over. Was, it was, I'd never amazing. seen anything like it. Fans arriving at uh, it was at the Coleraine Showgrounds, Col- wasn't Col- it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and there were fans there. They're 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 not the biggest fans of each other either. You yeah. know, and, and suddenly getting a gate shot in their face you have public order questions there to be asked as well and but again it's like we've talked about you know the the goalposts continue to move this mm-hmm. year yeah. and you have to read and react and do your best i think they did a great job under terrible circumstances that night and i think what we pulled off in, in that day was just extraordinary yeah. just proper irish yeah. like, we, we were pouring the yeah. kettles boys yeah. <laughs> we were pouring the kettles that I think, day i think it's good to hear that i'm almost the fan to be it's almost not stopped but i feel like we've got our fans and it's they're not under threat as much now because it is such an important thing. And the clubs do so much. They have the temperature checks and the distance. It is as safe as anywhere. Agreed. I, I feel safer coming here and, and watching a game of football than I do going to the, the corner shop near my flat. Yeah. You know, I think it's it's safer. There are more mitigations in place than being just out on the street. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the fact is, you know, the, the, the evidence came out and, and this kind of, of socially distanced gathering is something like 0.05% of an R number. Yeah. It's it's so, so negligible. Um, but on the flip side, I think it's so important for, for morale, for mental health, for uh, just something to have and something to look forward to, yeah. you know. Without without all the things that we're passionate about as people, we were just robots, yeah. you know. And, and, and enough things have been taken away from us mm-hmm. this year yeah. to to have this and to have the the community coming together. And I like I my other hat, you know, the, the my day job is in, in hospitality, and um, you know, the, the pub is kind of the same to me. You know, there there are maybe older people or or people who don't have anyone around them that live alone. This may be their only social interaction in a week. Yeah. So to to get over that night, to come back to the point, to get over that night, uh, and and to get that game on uh, with the the excellent safety and the excellent health health and safety measures in place, um, and and to to make it available for people who couldn't sadly join us, I think was was a is a real moment to be proud of. I think for everybody that day, not to pat mm, ourselves yeah. on the back yeah. too much. And next up in the league was um, Carrick Rangers. You were away. That was that. Was that a wet? Or was that a problematic day in terms of weather? If I remember, it was very windy. <laughs> I think it was more windy than yeah. rainy. Uh, uh, big showers in the morning, which kind of settled. Uh, that was the game that uh, Mr. McAlinden joined me on, which was uh, for for your second game as a play by play. It was yeah, right, right into the fire there. Uh, he's, he's not scared to say what he liked, but I really enjoyed it for that. It was a bit more of a challenge. You know, he's not sitting there as a as a Larn fan. He's sitting there as someone who was a manager and, and can criticize both clubs. And and can criticise players that he had under him before. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, well, everybody would, I hope, I think, agree. Uh, it seemed to be the consensus after, but um, we, we were maybe 
put, no disrespect to Carrick, but we were maybe play, pulled down to their level a little bit. We had to resort to, to playing the long ball, and, and we really had to roll our sleeves up and grind that one. Um, but Carrick's I, I, always a hard place to it go. Is, but, Taylor's Avenue is a nightmare to go yeah, to. Yeah. It, it, it is. It's, it's we struggled those, last year against them yeah. as well. Big time. I think we, we, we won very late on that last yeah. game that we went to. It was an, it was an evening fixture. Yeah, and then we drew the, the returning fixture yeah. here at Boxing right. Day. Yeah. A, a tough day. Yeah, the, yeah a lot the of disappointed fans that day. Um, so yeah, look, I've, I've said for a long time, be it in uh, my my beloved ice hockey team or or uh, or, or this it's uh, winning greasy is still winning you know exactly. it doesn't matter if it's ugly you come away with three points it's, it's not an ugly three points it's three yeah. points on the board uh, and and to, to nick it like that uh, I think that was the first time we conceded competitively as well yeah. for a penalty yeah, was, a penal- was a penalty what yeah, more can you say man. about Connor Devlin and, and that uh, that defence <laughs> I mean the, the partnership of Albert Watson and Josh Robinson is sensational I could watch those guys yeah. just shut the door all day long Albert Watson must rack up about 50 Clearing mm. headers a game. It's yeah. unbelievable. It's in the air, you know, we just ready to... <laughs> he's he's going to win it. It's it's the most sure thing in football. If yeah. if that ball is coming in, yeah. Albert Watson's getting his head on it. Like yeah. uh, you know, Robinson obviously was a was a, a sign in to replace Harry Flowers, who was very well loved at the club, and, yeah. and there was a lot yeah. of people that talked about that maybe not being their favorite move of, of the the summer. But um, I think Tiernan and, and Josh himself can can take a bow there. You know yeah. that that to me, with all respect to Harry, who was a great football player and a, and a great servant of the club. Yeah, Mark first said folks he said that up to that point when we recorded it, the high thought was my player that yeah, yeah definitely definitely uh, just but before we for I just for, you know from what I understand you know circumstances just didn't come together for both sides and and to bring somebody in of the caliber and championship cal- caliber of Josh Robinson yeah. who knows what it takes yeah. to win in this league and he's standing beside somebody that's you know he's he, you know Albert again won't be offended at us saying it he's the veteran on the team he's the guy that's, that's done it all seen it all and played the longest you know mm-hmm. I, th- I think I'm right I've said he's been in Canada he's you know he's, he's played his trade all over the place um I think he went to to Valmina for a while, but we don't talk about that. I think it was it was a very short spell. It wasn't. It definitely wasn't really ten years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he took a ten year gap, uh, just somewhere in the middle there. But we're glad to have him back. Uh, no, it's uh, that that you know the the, the Carrick were the first to, to score on us competitively, uh, and it was through a penalty as, as testament to to Connor Devlin and that yeah. defense. Yeah. yeah, I think it also shows, and when you compare and contrast the two games, the long one, it shows that we are capable of like playing the football we want to play in terms of that 3-0 we were very much done that day but the contrast we're very much able to you know dig deep and yes mm-hmm. when it's required yeah. when, when it's needed and, and we need to, to change it up we can still grind out a win and uh, those are the kind of games that uh, that take you to where you want to be I don't want to say that win titles because we're obviously not mm-hmm. getting ahead of ourselves despite the excellent start but but whenever it's a, a greasy one like that and you can't play lovely football uh, the, the way you want to play and you can still go home with three points those are the difference makers Yeah. while we're speaking about Balamina United will we move on to the that was quite the fixture I think David McDade oh, yes. is the I was listening to that on the video just I heard like David did come on I was like he's probably going to do something then the next thing I just hear oh my god he scored already and um, again <laughs> I think we will look back on that as one of the highlights of this season honestly you know uh, and as we said earlier 400 people sounded like two and a half thousand yeah. The, yeah. the the explosion of joy whenever he scored those two goals I just I couldn't believe it totally speechless um, which didn't help because I had a microphone in front of me but <laughs> uh, to, I mean that's the that's the McDade impact you know uh, Davy is just uh, is, is so reliable uh, he'll, he'll, he's got an excellent read of the game 
he goes hunting along that that defensive line uh, and and whenever he gets the right ball and do you know what do you know what we need to talk about the the delivery from Marty Donnelly for that second oh. that we side foot yeah. chip from yeah. the center circle that's one of the most beautiful assists I've ever seen in the Irish yeah. league and it, it got overshadowed because Davy scored those yeah, two goals yeah, so yeah. quickly but that's Marty Donnelly like I mean he, he's not just uh, such a threat from a set piece but as a playmaker and somebody who has that kind of touch dear goodness that was unbelievable yeah. I mind uh, Tieran ha- Ian did an interview with Tiernan and they were talking about you know because I think it's safe to say Marty Donnelly's been one of the players of the season so far Unreal. Unreal. and uh, I think Tiernan was saying about how he's, he's saying to Tiernan look I'm feeling younger I think I'm playing the best football I've ever played and I think he's right yeah, yeah. To, if, I know. if you even look at the stats and everything what his contribution he has to be like it's well, you're you are a, you'll uh, you'll forgive us for saying, Mark. You are a football brain. I would say football nerd. You are a stats guy. You're a numbers yeah, I, guy. I, I, you're I, Marshall, I, Marshall Gillespie. You, I, yeah. I, I, Marshall Gillespie two Shout out to Marshall. <laughs> yeah, Marshall Gillespie is is the one and only. But I, I'd say give him a run for your money. Uh, that, uh, is that something you've seen, Marty Donnelly? Statistically, does that back like that's backed up by his his performances and his his, his output, right? Yeah, I think he seems to always be. Is the assist rates very high last season? I'm not sure it was the top score. You're testing my stats so much here, but it's the fact that you have them off the top of your <laughs> oh. head. Where we just looked at each other in amazement. So carry on. Um, I'm going to guess they score about 11. I think he had more assists than goals last season. So his goal contribution is probably at least nearly 30 goals, or I think just under 30 goals. I think he had a direct involvement either scoring or assisting. So. He probably won us several points last season. Even I, I, even if that's I, not true, I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Listeners that may not have been, check out check do your own research. He said it was so much confidence. Look, listen, there's an American election. You can just say what you want and believe it anymore than now. Like so, you say that with confidence. I believe you, man. As people on Facebook say, do your own. Stuff. Never. Su- <laughs> Marty Donnelly stats last year. Stop the count. <laughs> Never surprises me, Marty. You definitely are an XE man. You uh, you struck me as the kind of person that doesn't believe in the eye test. More like actual facts. On, yes. On the table. Yeah. That's it. You're you're not a you're not a feeling guy. It's no. cold hard science. With the eye like- test doesn't exist. You. <laughs> <laughs> the rules have switched. I've seen. Joe. I'm not getting interviewed by Joel. <laughs> I, I think there should be a segment on this show that's just the the, the McKillen stats corner. Like oh, my, you don't need to get like some of my like me and my friends. Like we always like every Saturday we're just like watching the Irish League and we're just all like. I think they give me a bit of sick sometimes, like just like saying, "What's just put what start you got next?" I'm amazed. <laughs> I'm impressed. I think it's unreal. Yeah, you like Marshall? I think the worst I ever did was I, I, I must never do it again. So I think I've, I have tweeted stats at him before. That's that's yeah, like that's yeah, like, yeah. that's warfare. I think, that's park parking the tanks on his lawn there, like isn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway, yes, uh, the, the a war or the the Balmain game. Uh, let's not forget Marty Donnelly's assist for David McDade's second goal. It was absolutely sublime. Go back yeah. and watch it if you haven't seen it. I think uh, but even before that game, I know maybe perhaps a lot of fans were like question whether. Tiernan was right in benching uh, well maybe not benching but just having uh, McDade there as an option to bring off the bench um, Let, let's talk about that though right because you know the, the number of fixtures that we have early in this season after the longest preseason ever like this is a busy time right now yeah, yeah. you know we're, we're doing Tuesday Saturdays Saturday Tuesdays uh, we get evening kickoffs it's it's really no, it's not normal it's not just every Saturday 3pm yeah. and, and that's obviously with the shield and, and there, there are, there's more to come you know if the Irish, Irish Cup's coming up and all that kind of stuff um, I think one of the, the best things about this kind of new era and the full time environment is the sheer depth 
depth of the squad. Yeah. You know, Tiernan yeah. can rotate that squad comfortably and he can sit someone like David McDade or Jeff Hughes or, or Fudzer last night or whatever and you know that it's the next man up and they're going to do a job. Yeah. Uh, and, and the results speak for themselves. You know, we, we probably would have liked three points last night and I'm sure we'll get to that. But the fact that we can have a guy either, you know, knock on wood, go down with, with a, a knock or whatever else and or, or a guy get rested because there's another game coming up and he's, he tactically suits the next game more. To have that depth and to have everybody uh, at that condition, unbelievable. Yeah. It's the reason why we are where we are right now. Yeah, he was on the bench last night. Mark Rand- I must shout out my... I think Mark Randall. I think he is my favourite player. When I saw Lawrence sign Mark Randall, because I knew him from his days at Arsenal, yes. I was like, that's a serious move I just if I had a pass against Glentor the other night it was just like he just took it and knocked it down the pitch with like there's so much quality in the midfield I think they can all play those intricate passes the, the I, I, I mean I, I'm not the greatest read of the game in the world you know I, I was somebody up until very recently who liked to come to watch football and have a pint and just enjoy myself you know I find myself yeah. looking at it a lot more yeah. scientifically now but our our strength really is in that that midfield dominance you know you've mm. got someone like like Fudzer uh, who's the, the most incredibly physical player I think I've ever seen he's got the lowest centre of gravity on earth he does not fall yeah. down uh, he will beat anybody to a ball you've got the experience of Jeff Hughes this kind of midfield general who's seen it all and has been across the water and he's played at Wembley and, and big you know playoff finals that kind of thing yeah. um, and then you've got like John Heron Mark Randall you've got the the relentless work on the wings of like Cosgrove Lynch Tilney whenever he comes yeah. back but I honestly think Lawrence football is defined by control in the midfield and whenever yeah. we've had to to go to that long ball it's because that midfield hasn't come together and doesn't work I think that yeah. the key to our success is being dominant in the middle yeah I, it's something we didn't have last year as well because yeah. I know I know when Johnny got injured and Conor McKendry that we were really lacking in terms of like options up top and it was maybe a bit of reliance on Davey not saying he's not good enough because I think he's our best striker but having that whole workload and the pressure yeah. of being having to play every week no one player can carry a team you know mm-hmm. it's, uh, to, to have that now to have those options you know you go back to maybe the the, the Irish Cup game against Colerain last year which which didn't really go our way after some substitutions and stuff you have to think that if we had the squad that we had now and we had the legs coming on that, that we had last year that that game may have gone a different way exactly. you know you've got more yeah, firepower yeah. you've got more people to rely on. you're 100% right you know it's, it's depth even at, at the top as well um, having that kind of firepower on the bench and I hope to see guys like you know Luguit Slater and, and Ronan Hale and, uh, and Scott all those and kinds of guys come on and, and start, start yeah start, from start like, contributing from academy, yeah. yeah so it's that's like five or six new additions like it's in Irish League, it has its benefit. Like you've got that squad. Depth. I think some other squads, even Owen Kearney himself, he's admitted that his squad is basically just nearly a starting eleven. And once it goes beyond, at least at Lower now, it's more confidence. That it's, it's rare. Not, it's yeah. rare to have that kind of depth at this yeah. level. It really is. And uh, to me, it's a product of that full time environment. Mm-hmm. I, I really do think that our, our conditioning and and the the shape that players are kept in, along with excellent recruiting, obviously. But um, it's it's a, it's an ecosystem that feeds itself. You know, I, I don't think yeah. we'd be producing what we do now if all of the parts weren't together off the pitch which is maybe a, uh, an obvious statement but you know what I mean yeah. yeah, I think that's a testament moment more than ever as we move on to the next game and it showed like you said about the quality and the the work that they put in the, the 4-1-1 against Anfield I don't think we can have a podcast while you're talking no. about that dream night yeah, absolute yes. dream night we, we obviously did the job last season and, and took down the Glens and Linfield within the space of four days but uh, to to take them on early in the season like that with uh, spirits good and, and having only conceded once tw- yeah once we, we had only conceded against Carrick at that point yeah. um, that game let's be fair could have gone a very different way without oh, the, like, that red card yeah, was the defining moment. moment and if I'm being honest I don't think it was a red card 
Uh, I, I don't think it was. Mark, can we get Mark on? <laughs> cut it. Cut it. <laughs> it's smart. It's smart. It's, don't get me wrong. It's smart from Mark. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah. yeah. He, he knew what he was. He knew, like, you know, I think I, it's hard. Done? It's hard because I, well, I see where I was watching from, though, where the, the Mackay stand is where the disabled toilets. Like, yeah. So I was literally, like, right you had a great it. line of sight great, to it. I, I couldn't have got a better line of sight yeah. I was basically the linesman for it <laughs> so like I was like no because when he went down I thought oh my god Mark's going to get but for, for going down yeah. but it went to a red card the other end I was completely stunned but then again when I watched on the BBC highlights I'm like right, okay I can understand why he maybe would have given a card yeah the tug of the shirt yeah. that there yeah. but from where, where I was standing I was like no like there wasn't like I couldn't understand why it was blown up we were we were behind it uh, obviously over on the gantry on the riverside so from our angle it looked clear as day and even if it wasn't I'd say it was anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, listen you know uh, sometimes uh, decisions go your way sometimes they go horribly against you and goodness knows this club has had enough decisions down the years go horribly against us so yeah. when something like that comes along you still have to do a job against a team that are never never beaten Liverpool yeah. are never beaten until yeah. that final whistle goes yeah. you know you, you, the, the even with a very much rotated team as well oh man yeah they, you know, hard, they would have been hard to play against because they did go up 1-0 up first yeah. that's it you've you've uh, you've just an, uh, a star studded lineup. With with that blue side uh, and, and even a man down, you know you have to make sure you do the job. But but for us to to dig in and to take control of that game, that first ten minutes going a goal down, it felt like up until that red card, like it wasn't going to be our night. Yeah. So, yeah. so to turn it around like we did and still do the job, like you said earlier, Mark, you have to play what's in front of you. And mm. if that's ten men who yeah. are also very good, you know you, you have to turn a game around that you're you're sort of you're in the jackpot a wee bit. You're mm. one 0 down and you've you've got to find a way to do it. And my goodness, didn't we? Yeah, because the ten men, it, it doesn't necessarily mean Lauren we're just going to win because then if we had ten men, because we've seen so much is this season where it can happen. teams have won with 10 men oh, yeah. exactly. Clint Adams with 9 which is a quite impressive feat <laughs> 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 let's pray we never have to do that but yeah uh, but, but uh, like you know you talk about the kind of Adam Shield people have their, their opinions on it as maybe the the, if you were to rank the, the, the cups on offer oh, yeah. uh, you yeah. know people would call it the lowest it's trophy's I, a trophy like, I yeah. really fancy it I really do it's, it's got a lot of history yeah, uh, it's you know to, to be able to put a trophy in the cabinet early in the season is an amazing piece of, of motivation for the season to come yeah. I, I really really am up for the kind of shield it's something that, that I kept an eye on from the start and I'm really glad that we've we've uh, we've given it the respect it deserves yeah. if, my re- if my research is correct it's this t- tournament that Lauren have never won yeah. so it'll also be Lauren have uh, oh, have they? Let, let, no, let me word this right. Learn have the 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 dubious accolade of having the most trips to a final without having ever won it. Yeah. I think that's it uh, for the County Antrim Shield. So uh, I think we're doing it on the is it like fourth time of asking now, yeah, uh, something like that. I just I've never understood it because I've always thought, look, it's a trophy, so why not celebrate yeah, it? And I understand. I understand rival fans being like, oh, it's like the worst one you could win when they're not in the. F- final yeah. themselves but I guarantee if they were in the final yeah. they'd be celebrating it too so ah, it's just like, it's all, it's, it's all depends so on it, it just, but yeah. then again I know like we'd be doing the same thing say if we, <laughs> if we got put but then they'd be like oh that's, I'm sealed. that's just yeah. a shame mate isn't it yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think we are long overdue because I mind the game against Chloe in last season where uh, there was a lot of momentum building and everyone thought you know this could really be it in the Irish Cup and yeah, then we, just a fall sh- yeah, that but, one really hurt yeah, yeah. Just, just a fall short like that I think were due on if I'm being honest to get into a final at least that, well, I mean, under the ownership my era of being a Lauren fan you know if, if you got if you started following the club and you're around my age you remember the the CIS Cup final being a heartbreak you remember the 2005 Irish Cup run which was sensational taking Ballymena 1-0 at the Oval 
um, uh, just unbelievable. Uh, it's, it still stands as my favourite memory as a Lauren fan. Uh, and going to the, the, the Windsor that day uh, to face an unbelievable Portadown side who still had Vinnie Arkins firing his very best and yeah. Neil Ogden scores a 20-yard screamer down the old railway end and everybody loses their mind, nearly blacked out. You know, I'd, I'd been, it was a freezing day. <laughs> I was up in the old side stand on like the back row. You know, you can you can just about see the touchline on the far side yeah. on the shed roof. Uh, and I'd been sitting there not moving. So everything was just like tight and frozen. Whenever he scored that, I jumped up and screamed so hard that I got those like, you know, those zippy kind of lights in front of your eyes. I thought I was out. I thought I was gone. Um, but I, I'm sorry, the point is that my generation, I guess, uh, to sound like an old man, are, are defined by those big moments where Lauren just came up just short. Yeah. You know, we got battered that day by, by Portadown. It ended like 5-1. 5-1, I think it was. And then obviously the Stealing Sons in 2011. Again, great cup run. The whole town comes out. Everybody really just up for it, dying to have that, that trophy to celebrate. So I any competition this season, I want to dominate. I want to absolutely yeah. dominate and I want to I want to scrub a lot of those old ghosts and, and stop, you know, thinking of, of, you know, days when it didn't go our way as my favourite memories. Yeah. Let's remember yeah. the days when we lift trophies. Uh, you know, that, that it happened last year and, and it was incredible. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, because why not? Go for it. Like, what's, there's nothing to, like winning's obviously better than losing. It's a cliche, <laughs> Listen, but like, why not win it? <laughs> we're we're a full time football team. Full time football teams. Uh, their job is to win the games, yeah. and, and let's win absolutely everything and let's exactly. do it in, in yeah. style. Exactly. So off the bag of like that thrill, that you, we we have to move on to the you know the nil nil against the Torn on Saturday night, the first yeah. game the BBC show, yeah. and to say it was about an anti climax. Yeah. But there again, it's a point. I, yeah. I would say it's a point gain rather than two points lost. It's the first back. point we've taken from the Oval exactly. uh, in a very, very long time. Yeah. The Oval is somewhere I associate with terrible memories yeah, apart yeah. from that Irish Cup <laughs> semi-final which wasn't even against Glintorn. <laughs> so to, to come away from there, uh, I think Kiernan probably said it right. You know, it's uh, to take a point from the Oval is, is, a, is a great achievement and something that, that we continue to build. We're still undefeated. I don't think you can complain about anything right now, yeah. honestly. Yeah. We haven't lost a game yet. We're, we're in fine form. And I think what happened in that game, especially the last 20 minutes, both sides were, were maybe a little too hesitant to play positive football. I think yeah. I think sides were either side was maybe too too worried about losing than trying to win. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was a real it was a game played on a knife edge. It really was uh, on a very eerie evening. Um, you know, the, the, we were there as, as a kind of board um, to doing the official thing. And uh, you know what they always say: you'll you'll never forget where you were when massive things happen. Yeah. Joe Biden's uh, presidential victory <laughs> flashed on the screen just as we were going out <laughs> into the director's box and emerging into this misty pitch black Belfast night and the oval is practically empty yeah. it was one of the weirdest most surreal feelings in my entire life um, but anyway sorry that's that's a total segue yeah. but uh, listen I, I will come out of the oval with a point any day with a smile on my face yeah because Glintour they're not doing great but they are still Glintour and they still have a, they still, they've had it, they still have a lot of quality players so the Glens won't stay where they are for long I don't think so like, they are going to like it's just a temporary in my opinion though they're going to ride I, I, what, do the, what do the stats say <laughs> the stats say that the torn are good. <laughs> pure, <laughs> pure science there. <laughs> but I know the stats. I don't think they're going to get relegated. That's just what no, I'm saying. No, they they will not stay down there for long. No. It's uh, it's it's a shoe in. But my goodness, uh, they were definitely a lot more unhappy than we were after that game. You know, there yeah. were the locals that yeah. were there in attendance and and socially distanced. To be fair to them, they were uh, voicing their extreme displeasure at, at those boys mm-hmm. uh, after that and the coaching staff. There's a there's not a good atmosphere around there at the minute. But the listen. Thing. Not our problem. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then moving off the back of that, and then I've got last night against Warren Point, the one-one draw, and I, I don't really. Well, I like I said, I've said to you before, like it's if you take into context our results around it, it's again it's one point gain rather than two points yeah. dropped. But I can understand maybe why, you know, some of the Lauren fans are disappointed with it. 
but yeah, you're I, really I, nitpicking. I think at yeah. that stage, really, if that's the if that's the biggest problem that you've got right now, we're doing okay. Yeah. yeah. How many games have we played since October the tenth? What one, two, three, four, five, six, seven? That was our eighth competitive game yeah. since October the tenth. Uh, th- let's be honest, right? Tuesday night after having played three days earlier against Glentoran away, you're on a Tuesday night going to Warren Point <laughs> in November during a pandemic. Yeah. It doesn't get more proper football than that. Yeah. Like yeah. that game had banana skin written all over mm-hmm. it. And uh, the fact that it wasn't a pretty, it wasn't a pretty goal uh, that, that Lauren scored or didn't score. I don't know. <laughs> all I know is the ball ended up in the net. But for us to, to be really up against it there, you know, and you have to understand, we, we don't have as much as, as I was talking about earlier, um, you know, us being robots unless we have the things we're passionate about. The players that play for us also are not robots you know they, they are people they're people with feelings and people with with issues and, and normal lives and that's a big disruptive evening to to such a quick turnaround to, to go down to Warren Point on a Tuesday night and it's dark and it's horrible and um, you know it's it's a long way from home so that's a real character kind of uh, fixture that yeah. and I think to to salvage a point uh, from what could have been a big banana skin look I you're not going to find me complaining right now this yeah. is dream stuff we're, we're unbeaten in November we're yeah. not playing like football managers that human there's human factors yeah. come into these players like, they, they don't just people, you don't just like look at the table and go oh they Lauren win this you know and I also think Warren, I also think there's maybe a bit of like this because Warren Point they usually finish near the bottom I think there's maybe a bit of a stigma but like they actually they have some good players like, they've also been a sticky team for us <laughs> yeah. in recent years like, yeah. we, we have they've, they've drawn against Lauren in the last year and stuff like, they, they have they're, they're a good side yeah. um, they, they really dug in last night but look it doesn't matter how much you love your job like I, I'm, I'm a fan of my job what I do is fun whatever else but do you ever have days you wake up and go yeah. <laughs> like uh, I gotta yeah. gotta go to a meeting uh, uh, in, in whatever Dublin today yeah, you know yeah. it's it's not beyond the realms of possibility that they're looking at that being tired being sore having played a lot of fixtures and going yeah we're going to Warren Point tonight you know no no away fans in the stands yeah. nothing like I, that. I think fans also forget that you know when that preseason we had we did play Warren Point so of all the teams in the Premiership I think they're they'd know how Lauren played the most yeah. or like how to like play against them so uh, the yeah. same thing you're, you're right in saying that the same thing that happened last night was the same thing that happened against Carrick we, we, we were not yeah. able to execute plan A and play our style of football yeah. and we were we resorted to playing that kind of long ball you know and a tough evening again you know, it, was a, it was a brisk cold night bit of a breeze the ball wasn't travelling well it's a, it's a heavy surface compared to what we're used to down at Ember these days thank God and uh, yeah look uh, to come away from that with a point intact and, and still be unbeaten as much as I don't like I don't like streaks. I don't like being yeah. on an unbeaten run. Mm-hmm. I think it adds pressure that you don't need. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's in your head. It's like, oh, this is all we're gonna lose. Oh, this is all we're gonna Aye. lose. Uh, I don't, I don't like that. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't want us to lose if we won. If we won all season long, like Arsenal back in the day, like yeah. I'm not gonna complain. But I'm looking forward to it being a point where Lauren's unbeaten run is not a conversation anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And there's not, like I said, I know there were a few fans that were unhappy with it, but like, like you said, it's really like clutching our straws at yeah. this stage but I can't I can maybe understand why they're disappointed but look you have to support them when they're winning support yes. them I when mean, they're drawn I've got a warm, I've got a warm point stat in which I need to, of I need course to draw you do. I need to draw of course you do I, I, I have to like get an outlet for these somewhere is that warm points goalkeeper uh, Gabriel Sava I'm pretty sure that he's the only he may be the only player in the league to have actually played in the proper Europa League he's played, for Dund- he's played in Russia I believe against Zenit St. Peter for Dundalk 
So he has. I mean, where, where did, how long have you been sitting on that? <laughs> well, I know, but like, I believe so. I don't reach. I think he is the only player to have played in the Europa League. Is the goalkeeper of one point? So, yeah, if he say so, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, look. Well, recent saying. times, if he, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to argue <laughs> with you. So they're good. <laughs> one point statistically, good. <laughs> So nah, look, we're 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 in a good spot, boys. We're we're sitting here, uh, uh, looking, sitting pretty with a final to go to. I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. So. Before before we move on to the you know the our prediction for the upcoming fixtures, I have to ask player of the month or slash player of the season so far. Where do you even start? Like, uh, I can give you time to think if you want, Mark. Do you have any like um, clear ideas? I think I'm gonna, because of his. Goals impact of the minute. I'm going to have to go for a big deal just sheerly on his understandable on his Balamina performance and his general like, and he scored against Linfield in the shield. He's just like he's just Mister Reliable now. He's he comes when he comes off the bench just that left. He just comes straight onto the pitch and just score no problem. He can just enter the fray instantly and get. I think that's so important. His influence around the squad. He's has to be one of the main, most dangerous strikers in the league, and he's a real. I think with if you take McDade out of the team, it's obviously still good, but he adds that real. Like yeah. X Factor to it. I I agree with you, but Davies ahead of me in the fantasy league for Lauren fans. <laughs> so uh, automatically scrubbed. No. <laughs> um, Who's yours, Zinko? I don't know. I've narrowed them down here. So yeah, I think Fudzer has to be in. The, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't score much, but yeah, like you said, Joel, you know better than anybody yeah. what he does for the team. It's impacts like it's not going to be talked about by the media or yeah. news, but it's going to be like important because I know I know uh, I know a lot of my like my friends are Irish League fans as well some Claffenville some of them Balamina from where I used to go to school and they even say when they play like Lauren like Fids are just like mental like they, yeah. they wish they had a player like yeah. Fids in their team uh, who's well, he up against for you is he is he the winner like or do you have somebody else uh, well I've narrowed them down so uh, Fids has won I, I also said Davey um, but I, I and I also said he's going he's to read out the whole team here. <laughs> I have five. I have five, and I've which I've now he's done. Got five. He asks me for a player of the season so far, and then he, I, he reads us the five. I have five. Spitzer, Davy. I can't look past Donnelly. I just can't. Yeah. yeah. And then That's you, fair. I uh, honourable shout can maybe go for Devlin because, like you said, we haven't really conceded much. Brick wall. Yeah. And you, you say a lot about Albert, and yes, he has been good, but I think Robin. You have to say Josh as well because he's because really? you think he's came in to the Slarn team and it doesn't look like he's ever like not been a yeah. part of this team like he yeah. just looks so assured on the ball. Um, he's a perfect complement to what Albert offers in a way, but like I, I can't look past Donnelly. Like yeah. the two is that your final answer? That's my final answer. You can't <laughs> look Donnelly. past him. Yeah. The two goals he scored, the the screamers. Yeah. I, I and can't, it's just I can't disagree, boys. Those are those are two uh, absolutely solid shouts. Um, in sport, I've always been a fan of the thankless job guys. Yeah. See the guys that that do the oh, yeah. the real grunt work that don't grab the headlines, uh, and 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 but but without them, you wouldn't be where you are. You wouldn't yeah. be winning games. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, I I used to play. I, I t- talked earlier about being a, a big American sports fan. Uh, I played American football in the Irish League for for six years. Uh, there's believe it or not, a, a fairly decent quality <laughs> Irish League of American football. I played for for Cork Fergus, but don't worry about that. Um, and and I, I was an offensive lineman because as you and anybody who knows me knows, I'm not exactly athletic looking. So uh, th- that's a real thankless task. You you know you're in you're in the trenches doing the, the yeah. work that will never grab the headlines. It's always the flashy quarterbacks and receivers to to make the the parallel so for me i have to give a shout to albert watson yeah. albert, i mean he scored twice as well <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm disagreeing with myself but albert uh, 
along with Josh Robinson. I just I, I have to give the the props to him for the experience and the calmness and the composure that he brings to to the defense. Yeah. Uh, we would not be as much of a threat without having that shut down kind of back door. Yeah. I think he's yeah. phenomenal. I've uh, we talked about it earlier. I don't think I've ever seen him lose in the air. Yeah. He must head that ball fifty times a game. It's unbelievable, yeah. uh, and and that as well as uh, as Fudzer. We have to give it defensively. Yeah. Like yeah. Everyone I've spoken to uh, in, in the sort of official role so far, be it uh, co-commentators, other board members, people from other clubs, all they want to talk about is him and how they all wish they had him anchor in that midfield. Yeah. And you, you said it, like Killen, you're right, you know, he's, he's maybe not going to score you 20, 30 goals in a season, but as a as a, a holding sort of defensive midfielder, to have him terrorising that middle of the park, yeah. it's the reason we get the success on the ground that we do. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's him being that kind of physical presence and Jeff Hughes' experience as a midfield kind of quarterback or a midfield general. Yeah. Um, it's 50-50 between the two. Um, but I've, I've waxed lyrical about Albert enough tonight, so I'm going to give it to Fudzer. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> can look can past that. And I say... I think your argument holds more weight because last night we didn't play Fudzer. Yeah, yeah. And and what happens, you know, we had to resort to that kind of long ball from the yeah. back kind of thing. Yeah. Not, not disrespecting any of the other no, players that came not in. not saying that's not the reason, but I think that in that style of a game, he would have made a difference. Yeah. Yeah. He's just... Well, and I think... Because well, we, we did a podcast with him, Mark. When, yeah, it's a great when he, episode. That you yeah, wanted, that I listened listen to. to. Yeah. As well as all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a shout there. But that was when he signed the new contract. And I think the reason why there was such a big deal made out of him signing the new strong contract is that how shows how highly everyone at the club rates and they remind yes. people outside of the club as well couldn't agree more yeah. couldn't agree more he's a, he's one of the biggest gets I think that we've managed to secure uh, yeah. bringing him over here on loan from, from Barnet wasn't it yeah it was Barnet yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and to have that two year extension it's uh, that's a that's a guy you build a club around like yeah, yeah he's been here since the championship so he's obviously committed to the project it's just, even just on a on a superficial level he's bought in see the the sort of like fist pumping and screaming he does after a big yeah. win to the fans all that kind Arsenal. of stuff you see a player that'll grab your you know his, 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 his team's badge and give it a kiss like that kind of mentality like I am proud of wearing this jersey I'm proud of yeah. playing for your club I'm all in on a guy like that yeah. absolutely love them mm-hmm. yeah before we, before we finish up I have to we have to talk about these upcoming fixtures Keep so coming thick and fast, don't they? Crusaders and Saturday. Crusaders <laughs> Saturday, Cliffenville at home, and then Coleraine at Natchez. Oh, that, that's a tough, the three Seas. That's a tough one. Mark, are you expecting, out of points-wise, out of the possible nine points you can get for losing a minute three? What are you expecting? What are you hoping for? Actually, that's a better question. Mark, what are you saying? What do the stats say? I think I'd be happy, like, as long... Obviously, this unbeaten one. I think if we came out of them unbeaten, would be very positive. Oh, 100%. Yeah, Those yeah, are three hard yeah, games. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, Crusaders. Yeah. I'm, wor- I'm a bit worried about Crusaders. I'm starting to like fancy them a bit like Jordan, like their attack lineup. We've got. We've always struggled against uh, Crusaders. I mind that game last year when we played them. At Sea View? Yeah, they made us look like they wee see, boys. Like. They seem to just be going for it. Like, last night they played Jordan Owens, Adam Leggy, and Jimmy McGonagall all together. And yeah. It's just like. That's going, scary. That is, yeah. Like, yeah. Paul Haley didn't even play either. Yeah. Terrifying team. Genuinely a terrifying team. Look at their league form right now. Four wins and one loss. Yeah. Uh, they're unbeaten now. Their last two they won. Uh, those those guys are going to be there. Big game against Coleraine yeah. last night that they won as well. Yeah. So Coleraine, well, they've lost. So hopefully, I don't know, that's a way to Coleraine. Well, Coleraine's another bogey team with Lauren Bot as well. So yeah. like that's what I mean. Like To come out of those three games unbeaten is... Mm-hmm a task and it's an achievement in itself I think they're also coming back here angry 
because exactly. of what we did to them the last time they were here. Yeah. You know, I, I if if we come away on Saturday with a win, it will be unreal. Mm-hmm. It'll be absolutely fantastic. Uh, like I, I think the next three games are probably one of the most nightmarish bundles of games that yeah. we've got in the yeah. entire uh, even, even if you look further on till December, like the start of December, I hate, hate hearing those. I, I don't really think we should, can't touch on December. It seems so far away. But you know, you've got Glenavon and Linfield yeah. and Port Down and back to Carrick. So it, it doesn't get any easier. This is uh, this is what we all knew we were getting into. This is what we signed yeah. up for. Yeah. You know, the, there there's no easy games in this league anymore. No, yeah. even with Port Down coming up, I think it's just yeah. strength to strength yeah. this league. Like Port Down have shown flashes of, of brilliance of their own. Um, fair enough, they've, they've got the, the one win so far and, and one draw. Um, but they they took the Blues really close yeah. on Saturday, didn't they? they? Yeah, scoring a lot of goals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't honestly. It's maybe a bit of a difference between the the, the Irish league. Uh, the Premiership as it is now compared to maybe when I was growing up, there were games that that teams maybe you know we were we were a team that struggled back then. Whenever we were in the Premiership back in the early two thousands, you know we were yeah, yeah. we were a lower half team. But uh, the dominant teams of then uh, and and they are probably similar to what they are now. But they knew that they were going away and they were going to batter somebody on any given day. Yeah. I don't think I think the gap has closed in the quality oh, of this league. And I think like even if I ask, even better. if I ask you now. Either used to who do you think the top six will be? I don't think you can no, name. Them. I couldn't tell you. No. That's what I mean. Honestly, couldn't tell you because there is a top six, but there's more than top yeah. six top clubs. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, take our take our good friends over Shane's Hill for instance. Uh, you know they are on a run of four losses right now, uh, having a tough time. But that Balamina last year were defined by uh, widespread injury. I think they struggled yeah. last year because of that injury. I think they have. Uh, the quality long term to turn that around they're sitting 11th right now uh, and the only one below them is the Glens those two teams are going to rock it like there's oh. no way they stay down there yeah. for the whole, the whole season uh, couldn't, I couldn't bet you anything on what the top six would be right now yeah, yeah. so even so just to go back to those fixtures oh yeah sorry, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Just, just the current pattern actually repeats itself in January in different order I see could be, but then it's Cliftonville Crusaders Korean so like we're going to have to deal with this again like <laughs> this is life now the, you know this yeah. is it you know yeah, uh, we, we, we slogged it out in the championship dreaming of getting back to here and this is what it is now this is yeah. what it takes uh, but let's remember the squad that we have yeah. and, and the, the, the coach that we have and, and the ethos and the style of football that we have um, I, I've never felt more ready to take on the premiership I, I, I think every game is an unbelievable challenge but what more do you want who wants yeah. an easy game you know as, as a fan as mm-hmm. you know obviously you want Lauren to win every game and lift every trophy yeah. um, but just as a sheer spectacle and, mm-hmm. and, and, and as a real challenge we are back at the top we're back where we belong yeah. here and, and uh, I, I welcome every challenge as it comes yeah yeah. Good. just look at these I I think if we come out with six points we'll be flying mm-hmm. even oh. if yeah. man <laughs> I got. I don't want to. I don't want to put my cards on the table here and make any predictions. Like, uh, I think. I think that all games are winnable. I, you know, I think with this Lauren team, all games this season are winnable. Yeah. We, we've shown that. Yeah. Uh, I think the cruise is going to be a big challenge. Yeah. I think if there's one that we're going to maybe drop, it could be. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, but it's a late kickoff again. It's a half five game. It's mm. been a busy couple of weeks. We're we're off the back of Glens and, and Warren Point back to back. Um, uh, you know, if and they're coming in angry after being shooed by us in, in the Shield. Um, having Cliftonville at home, they're, they're, Cliftonville are up and down. You don't know what you're going to get with Cliftonville now because they beat the Jackal and they lost to Dungannon. Like you don't yeah. know. And uh, I've been afraid of Coleraine for a long, long time. It's uh, lots of, of kind of memories of, of tough games against against Coleraine. Like uh, I remember Lauren going away to them. Uh, 
goodness, when was it? Maybe like 2004 or five. I wish Andy Scullion was here. Uh, I wish you'd been here. You'd be able to tell me straight <laughs> off the bat. You'd be able to tell me what the was, weather was, was like that day. I was older, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think we we won like 4-1. And that was like the only memory I have of, of giving Coleraine a shoe in. So um, again, you know, I'm, I'm not going to... Look, do you know what? I'm not going to make predictions. I, I think all of them are winnable. Uh, but... You can't win them all. <laughs> That's as diplomatic as I can get. What, what are you saying, Killen? You're the one asking the questions here. Protections. Go for it. Put the cards on the table. I have to be on a microphone and talk yeah. through a couple of... Well, well, actually, just one of them. I think if you're not, I'll, I'll have to do it. I think... I don't know. I think I think we'll struggle. See? Yeah. Yeah. See? I think I agree with Crusaders. It's going to be a big test. And we come out of that, even with a draw, I think... You know, that's a positive result to take. I think going in the Cliftonville game, out of the three, I think that's the one we have to, you know, really... If you want to win, I think that's one the game you go for. And, you know, not saying Cliftonville are a bad team. I I, I rate them highly. I think I rate them highly than most people this season, you know. But, you you know, they they lost there recently against Dungannon. I think that's something you you need to feed off. Um, I know, know, you know, Gormley wasn't even starting last night, so that, you know, that's a factor in itself. But... They're a difficult team, but I think if there's one out of those three teams, you have to go for them if you're to go for the win. And then Coyne have always been our bogey team, so I, I, I just I see I see us maybe struggling there, especially since it's away. Yeah. But I don't tough, know. Tough game. It's, it's tough. I'm uh, looking forward is always difficult. You know, you, you know, without slipping into all the old cliches of oh, tough games. You know, we'll take what we can get. Blah blah blah. But that as a as a bundle of three games as we head into December is really tough. But let's yeah. flip it and look at the fact that we have banked the points that we've banked so far. Yeah. I think you know, that is that is good yeah. that we've got as many to wins get as off we have. to that kind of a start and to bank points like that. Even if you're a tricky away game to warm point on a Tuesday night to come away with that with another point on the yeah. board, uh, it's breathing room for whenever you know things get really tight and, and let's not like let's not be uh, be idiots here like there are going to be nights when it's just not our night and we're going to face quality teams and, and we will lose games that's just the nature of football yeah. but to have made the start that we've made in the in the, the style and fashion that we've made it couldn't be happier so uh, tough run coming up the next month is tough but we could not be in better shape right now yeah. how about you Mark any predictions um, yeah, before I, I, you're... I just want to share your view that Cliftonville is the one where we could do it Corey and I think Corey are always like tough you could, you could look at them and think oh that they're i think they're almost like the team is like after their european success you could look at them, they might not have as many star names as, not, i don't think they're a side of like stars as such but like they can really like come together it's someone like Owen bradley can be a pain in the neck and like, be <laughs> yeah it's uh it's that, old, that old cliche about uh you know a good team being better than a team of superstars yeah. you know you can you can meld together and, yeah. and, and be that kind of more offensive threat yeah. but any final predictions mark um, for, Go ahead. For, just Go ahead. for those matches or anything. Just those three matches. Um, I think it's even impossible to look ahead. Crusader, I do, I, share, I do worry about Crusaders a bit. I think it's. I'd be happy with a point from that. Clifton, okay. Cliftonville mm, depends. It'll depend even mainly on how they're going for a while. I think it's Cliftonville's away. Home away is Robert. Corian's away. Cliftonville's um, a home. Cliftonville's yeah. a home. I think uh, Cliftonville at home. I think I'm going to go and say that Lauren win Cliftonville home. Okay. And. Korean. I think they could get a draw. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm almost trying to make a case. I am going to go for seven, seven points. We're going to draw Crusaders and Fair. get two wins. That's Both. the call. Listen, the science, right. that's what the science says. I'm all in. Let's go. Uh-huh. Statistically, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to be optimistic. At least. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I'm all for it. Let's look. We're we're in a great shape. Let's see what the next few weeks brings. Yeah, uh, but it's it's going to be a roller coaster because it has been so far. Yeah. Well, long may continue. Yeah. I think we. We all can agree we can talk for hours here, but yeah. I think, you know, I think that's 
we'll have to round it up here because if I don't stop, I don't think we will ever stop. <laughs> but here come match. Could talk about Literally. football all day, but yeah. people probably just want to listen all day. Yeah. yeah. So, Joel, thank you so much for coming on. Thank hope you, you hope really enjoyed. Appreciate the invite. Thank you. And you're more than welcome back on next time. You careful what you say. <laughs> ever get a chance. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the podcast. Um, be sure to keep an eye on our social media platforms to keep updated with everything Lauren Football Club, whether that's at the, on the Twitter, at Lauren FC, the Facebook, Lauren Football Club, or the Instagram. Uh, again, thank you all so much for listening and hope to see you for another episode.